This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. Hey everyone, this is Tania and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. On this episode, I kind of got like indecisive about what I wanted to do per usual. And so I've decided to kind of combine two different topics that I originally wanted to separate, but I think that they would transition and and go along together cohesively, if that makes sense. First, I kind of want to just remind everyone about um, guilty pleasures. I think we all have guilty pleasures, and for those who don't know, guilty pleasures is typically defined as something you really, really enjoy in secrecy, something you feel bad about enjoying, even though it's so good, like you shouldn't be doing it, or it's so wrong, and things like that. Like, a lot of, like, PG, I guess you could say, um, guilty pleasures could be like, I really like Taco Bell. I know that meat is probably not real. And I know it's probably one of the most unhealthy food chains there there are. But I love Taco Bell. Do I feel bad about it? Yes. Am I going to continue to eat it? Probably. <laughs> Another one of my guilty pleasures is, um, y'all might drag me for this one, but I don't know. I like the way my body looks. After, like, not eating for, like, 12 hours. Like, let's say, like, I went to bed, skipped dinner, and then woke up the next morning, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, dang, I love that so much. But I feel bad because, like, I don't think that maybe I should like the way my body looks after, like, not eating for a super-duper long time. Let me think of another guilty pleasure. I'll do one more. Oh, uh, I love watching YouTube couples. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like iffy on YouTube couples, but I don't know. I think it's so cute and so sweet. And I wish I just, I wish I could be like that and sweet and lovey-dovey in my relationships. But for now, I'm going to live vicariously through these YouTube couples. (laughs) But I just wanted to get everyone in the mood of thinking about things that make them feel bad. Um, but maybe makes them feel better in a during a certain period of time. Um, that leads me to the actual topic of this podcast, and it's um, or the part one topic, I guess, and that's um, guilty thoughts. I kind of like created up this this concept in my head, and it may be there may be a, a better terminology or a different like verbiage that other people are using, but I came up with guilty thoughts, and for me, what guilty thoughts are are um thoughts that we think they're like fleeting thoughts thoughts that we think about that we would never say essentially out loud they may make us feel better or they may validate our feelings during that time but they may be hurtful they may they may like be offensive they may make you feel like you're a bad person for thinking that but you thought it nonetheless, and that's your guilty thought. That's that thought that, like, it's a fleeting thought. 
it's that's I think that's the best way to explain it. it's a fleeting thought that came across your mind and you're like wow crap I can't believe I just thought that or I can't believe I feel that way I feel bad for it and so I have a list of my guilty thoughts that I just wrote down and it's only a few of them but I thought this would be a really good podcast episode because one I hear a lot of times that people really appreciate my transparency and so why not continue that transparency why not continue to be vulnerable and why not like open the door and create that space so that people know that those are just fleeting thoughts and it's okay to have those thoughts and so my my first guilty thought was one of the first thoughts that I felt an immediate like just reaction to I guess my my um, an immediate reaction to my environment was after my sister passed away I remember we went to like this family gathering I don't really remember what we were doing why we were even all together but it was my dad's side of the family and all his siblings were in town we were all in one place and so my dad has four siblings, two brothers and two sisters, and they don't all live in the same city, so it was kind of like a rare occasion for all all five of them to be together. And so I remember thinking and just wondering, like, why does my dad, who's in his 50s, all his siblings are also in their 40s and 50s, why does my dad get to have all his siblings alive, but I don't get to have all of my siblings alive at the the youthful age of 20. And immediately, like, I thought, like, wow, like, I'm not saying I wish, you know, one of my uncles or aunts were not here, or I wish that type of grief on my dad. It just, it just, in that moment, I realized that there is a privilege, a privilege in having each of your siblings alive and well and in their 40s and 50s that I will I will still partially get to experience because I have a brother and God willing, he and I both live to be in our 50s together. But in a, in a fleeting thought in that moment, I just I just thought that it's not fair. And another one kind of like in a similar way um, is one of my best friends. My One of my closest best friends also used to date my sister. And I remember thinking that it was going to be really, really hard for him because that was his girlfriend and they were dating when she passed away. And I know that that type of intimate relationship between a boyfriend and a girlfriend is much different than between a, a like between siblings. And so I acknowledge that he he definitely grieved in a way that I have yet to experience, and God willing, I don't experience. But I also remember thinking one of my guilty thoughts was. Um, he can get another girlfriend, but I'll never get another sister. And I think that's like saying like after, I think it's like, mm, I think that's kind of like relative to saying like, 
well, the first baby didn't live, so we can try for another. And that just sounds so bad, I guess I could say. Like, it made me feel bad that I felt that way. Like, yes, he can get another girlfriend, but no, they will never have that connection, that relationship, or that type of intimacy or understanding that my sister and my best friend had. Um, And so I definitely felt bad for kind of like, I guess in a way I felt like I was almost invalidating his feelings and he he's never heard this before I don't believe so yeah um and another one I had this is um one that I struggled with for um a long long time and I can't even pinpoint when I stopped thinking this way but it was pretty recent and so this Growing up, I always thought that my sister, Tanise was the cooler twin. She was much more laid back. I'm, like, super bubbly, super loud, super over the top. And it's like I drank two venti lattes with double shots of espresso all the time. That's, that's the energy I'm giving all the time. And so I feel like my sister could often be like a breath of fresh air in comparison to my personality. And I even remember, I know it was kind of, I feel like it was, it's never really been talked about too much, but I know that it, I can't imagine what it feels like to have lost a twin sibling or a twin daughter and still have to look at the other twin with the same face, the same smile, um, a very similar laugh. Like, all of those character traits that my sister had, I, I carry some of those. And so I I still to this day can't imagine what that feels like. And honestly, having to look at me every day, I struggle. Like, when I hear my sister's laugh in my laugh, that's super hard to 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 kind of, like, deal with on some days. Or like, wow, I really like Tanise in that picture. To get back on to get back on track here, I kind of went off on a tangent. That guilty thought that I had was like, why her and not me? Why did she pass away and why am I still here? And I remember, I always thought that my brother liked my sister more than he liked me, and so I remember we got into a huge argument one time, and I said something to the effect of, "I know you wish." It had been me instead of her. And and to be honest, I, that's not how I feel. I think I was just grieving in a... The grieving process is weird. It's unexplainable. And very confusing. And I think, like I said, with me and my twin being so incredibly similar down to the DNA, it's really hard to, to, to understand the way we grieve and the way I grieved, even now as I'm, like, recalling it in this podcast episode. And then, um, my last one was just kind of, like, if she were still here, I wouldn't have to deal with so-and-so. For example, let's say me and one of my girl best friends 
gets into like a major argument or has a major disagreement or even like maybe a girlfriend bails on me last minute or whatever the case may be. If Tanise were here, she would do this with me. Or if Tanise were here, I wouldn't have to depend on so-and-so to do this with or for me. And I think that's, in a way, kind of offensive to the relationship that I have now with my friends and family. Um, because although now that she's gone, I do think I've definitely, like, kept her on this pedestal that it's not fair to anyone else to have to live up to. And so that's why I feel bad about that one. But as I kind of, like, just think about, like, all of these guilty thoughts... I feel like I'm trying to correct myself as I say them and I want to just point out that it's okay to have those feelings and it's okay to correct yourself down the line but it's also okay to actually feel those feelings and understand what they mean or navigate those feelings and not feel bad about it. But as I say all of these things I've also kind of try to figure out ways to help myself deal with feelings like this and then help myself out of those out of that funk that I may get into when I have those guilty thoughts and that is what leads me to the second part of this episode which is basically just ways to protect your mental health um and it's kind of funny because the first one on here I'm actively not participating in but it's go to therapy I recently decided that I'm actually going to put in the work to get back into therapy and I'm kind of looking around and looking at some options and things like that and I know I've said this podcast is my therapy and it's super therapeutic but I think that a licensed professional may be able to offer me something that I can't create and understand for myself in my head but another thing is I know I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes, and that's to um, speak good into your life rather than bad. Um, and so, when you do get into those feel, um, get into those that that mindset, and you have those feelings, again, feel it, feel it all. But once we're done, we're gonna we're gonna wash away that. Like I said, write it down on a piece of paper, burn it, and then speak good into your life. I also mentioned on here turning to a higher power. I know that all my listeners may not believe in a higher power or may not believe in God or or Allah or, or whoever you subscribe to. But um, whatever religion you observe, I just recommend looking to someone for guidance, someone that is stronger than yourself. I think that throughout this whole process I have been praying more and thanking God more for things before I receive them thanking God in advance um, for peace for love for restoration for all of those things and I think it really does have an impact on your soul and your spirituality and then also um I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but a lot of my 
podcast episodes are based on my journal entries. Um, and so I just recommend reflecting on old journal notes and entries to see where you were back then and then to see where you are now and how much has changed or how little has changed or what you can do to continue to make those changes. Um, That's been super duper therapeutic for me. I remember probably this time three to four years ago, I was not in a good state of mind and I prayed to be where I am today. And so just knowing that and thinking about that and then looking at journal entries from like more recently, which are mostly about my, my podcast plans and things like that. I think it's just so crazy to see the major turnaround. Another one is set boundaries. So, so I think this one is major, major, major to protect your mental health. Um, and it can get harder as we get older, I think, um, to set boundaries. I'm really trying to navigate how to set boundaries right now. I think we all should have boundaries whether that be with your parents, your family, your significant other, your friends, your siblings, your job. We all need to set boundaries or like our mental health will crash and burn. And I also think that we should set aside and this one's also kind of kind of goes alongside the setting boundaries, but setting some setting aside time for yourself like free time but literally for yourself um so one thing that I take a lot of pride in is knowing that free time does not mean that I am free to go do something with someone else free time can be free time just for myself I have free time so I'm going to stay in the house watch tv read a book listen to a podcast and be by myself So yes, in our free time, we can make time to hang out with friends and family and go to dinner or go out dancing on the weekends. But let's make sure that we also have some alone time within that free time. And this one, the the last and final way to protect your mental health is, I mean, I know there are other people that probably experience this too. But I have been experiencing a lot of anxiety lately. I've been having panic attacks. Um, I started having panic attacks when I was like a junior or a senior in high school. I think I was a junior in high school. I started having panic attacks. And they got incredibly worse for a period of time. And then they kind of nearly stopped. And for some reason, they have unfortunately started back out of the blue pretty frequently and so a lot of the times I literally have to sit with myself and practice breathing which I think is kind of funny in a way because that's like supposed to be an innate behavior to breathe however sometimes something in our mind tells us that we can't breathe or we no longer know how to so I have to sit with myself and actually practice breathing in for four out for four um and just a random um, will add on if anybody's familiar with breathing gym on YouTube, they will really, really help you, um, navigate panic attacks and anxiety and how to cope with, I guess, like breathing problems. But I'm going to go ahead and 
close out here. That's all I've got for you guys today. But I just, I just want to reiterate that those fleeting guilty thoughts that you may have are okay. I said my thoughts and my feelings knowing that I'm like someone may hear this and kind of get upset with me about it. And I did that because I know someone else is feeling some of those same things. And even so, I decided to to even do this this episode about like guilty thoughts. Because me and my mom had a conversation the other day and she told me something about how she was feeling and she felt so bad about it. She was like, this is not me. And so this is for you, mom. <laughs> not only for my mom, but for everyone. I want you guys to know that it is okay to have those thoughts. It is okay to bounce back from those thoughts. And it's okay to talk about them too. But thank you for listening to this episode of Nia on Purpose. I hope that I gain some new listeners. I hope that everyone shares it with someone. Um, And I hope everyone tunes in next time. again for listening to Nia on Purpose. My goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love, hope, compassion, and peace. I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more. Be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time. And remember, it was always on purpose.